Chapter Thirty Three of Cutlass and Cudgel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cutlass and Cudgel by George Manville Fenn. Chapter Thirty Three. Archie Raystoke was fast asleep, dreaming about being once more on board the cutter with the sun shining full in his eyes because he was lying on the deck right in everybody's road and gur the master was scolding him for it in a way which was very disrespectful to an officer and a gentleman while the men grouped around and grinned he was not surprised for somehow mr brow was not there and gur had assumed the command of the cutter and was playing the part of smuggler and pirate and insulting him whom he addressed again get up Archie leaped to his feet and saw at a glance that it was not the sun But the light of a lanthorn shining in his eyes while before he could do more than realize that several men were standing close to him Half of a sack was drawn down over his head and shoulders and a thin rope was twisted round and round his arms Fastening him securely and only leaving his hands free What are you going to do he shouted after a vain struggle to free himself and his voice sounded muffled and thick through the heavy sack pitch you off the cliff if you make so much as a sound said a gruff voice by his ear keep quiet and you won't be hurt the lad's heart beat heavily and he felt hot and half suffocated do you want to smother me he said can't breathe slit the back of the sack lad same the same gruff voice and there was a sharp cutting noise heard as a breathing hole was cut right up behind his head now then bring him along his hand was grasped and as he felt himself led over ground that was quite familiar now he knew that he was on his way to the entrance were they going to take him out and set him free no if they had been going to do that they would not have blindfolded his eyes yes they would for if they were going to set him free they would do so in a way that would place it beyond his power to betray their secret store quick immature thoughts which shot through him as he was led along and he knew directly after that it was only fancy of course he could show the lieutenant where the opening was in the cliff and by knowing that it would be easy to track out the land entrance no said the midshipman to himself sadly they're going to take me and imprison me somewhere else for they must know now that i was holding communications with that girl now then steady said a voice as he felt that the cool air was coming down on to his head and he breathed it through the thick sacking make a rope fast around him i must be at the foot of the way in thought archie as he felt a rope passed round him and the next minute it tightened and he was raised from his feet and the rope cut into him painfully as he felt himself hauled up then hands seized him and he was thrown down on the grass while the last rope was cast off as he lay there being untied though his eyes were blinded his ears were busy and he listened to the smothered sounds of a trap being fastened and the stones being drawn over it again trap door door into a trap he thought where am i going now surely they would not kill me a cold chill shot through him but he mastered the feeling of terror as he felt himself dragged to his feet now then keep step the same gruff voice said and with apparently half a dozen men close by him as far as he could judge by their mutterings and the dull sound of their feet over the grass he was marched on for over an hour hearing nothing seeing nothing 
but all the while with his ears strained waiting for an opportunity to appeal for help in spite of the threats he had heard as soon as he could tell by the voices that he was near people who were not of the smuggler's gang but no help seemed to be at hand and as far as he could judge he was being taken along the fields and rough ground near the edge of the wild cliffs now near the sea now far away at one time he could hear the dull thud and dash of waves for a good brisk breeze was blowing and he fancied that he had a glint of a star through the thick covering but he was not sure and the sound of the waves on the shore was completely hushed and he felt that they must either be down in a hollow or going farther and farther away inland twice this happened and the third time as all was still and he could feel a hard road beneath his feet he became sure there was an echoing sound from their footsteps dull to him but still plain and it seemed as if they were down in some narrow cutting or rift when all at once just in front after the men about him had been talking more loudly as if clear of danger there rang out a stern halt stand there was a hasty exclamation then came in the loud gruff voice back lads quick he was seized and retreat had begun when again rang out halt stand the smugglers were between two fires the midshipman was conscious of a familiar voice crying no shots lads cutlasses there was a rush the sound of blows men swayed and struggled about wildly and the lad bound blindfolded and helpless was thrust here and there then he received a sharp blow from a cudgel which sent him staggering forward and directly after a dull cut from a steel weapon which fortunately for him fell upon and across the rope which bound his arms to his sides there were oaths fierce cries and the struggling grew hotter till all at once there was a rush archie went down like a skittle men seemed to perform a triumphal war dance upon his body and then they passed on with the fight evidently consisting of a retreat and pursuit till the sounds nearly died away a minute later as archie lay there perfectly helpless the noises increased again men were evidently laughing and talking loudly and the sounds seemed to come round a corner to become plainer all at once pity we didn't go on after them nonsense my lad they know every hole and corner about here and there's no knowing where they'd have led us said a familiar voice well it is precious dark said another too dark to see what we're about but i take you all to witness my lads they tacked us first ay ay they began it came in chorus and if it happens that they're not smugglers and there's trouble about it you know what to say archie heard all this and it seemed to him that the party were about to pass him when a voice he well knew growled out hit me an awful whack with a stick i i got one too my lad and i didn't like to use my cutlass wish we'd took a prisoner or knocked one or two down why here is one there was a buzz of voices and archie felt himself hoisted up can you stand not wounded are you who cut him down well i'm afraid it was me said one of the familiar voices why he's a prisoner ready-made what here cut him loose lads hello my lad who are you take this off panted archie in a stifled voice and then as the sack was dragged over his head he uttered a sigh and staggered and would have fallen had not one of the men caught him hold up lad not hurt are you no said archie hoarsely who are you what were they going to do with you don't you know me mr gurr mr raystoke the rest of his speech if he said anything was drowned in a hearty cheer as the men pressed round 
well i am glad cried the master we've been ashore a dozen times my lad and searched everywhere till the skipper thought you must have run away run away cried archie huskily i've been a prisoner those were smugglers then yes cried archie but they shall smart for all this i know where all their hiding places are and we'll hunt them down hooray shouted the men were you looking for me well not tonight my lad making a bit of a patrol said gurr the skipper thought that perhaps we might run against something or another and we have and no mistake but what's the matter not hurt are you no not much i got a blow on the shoulder and then someone gave me a chop with a cutlass that was you dirty dick i did see that cried one of the men well i don't say it warn't me how was i to know it was an officer in the dark and smothered up like that are you wounded then cried the master excitedly no it felt more like a blow but people kept trampling on me after i was down that's bad said gurr giving vent to a low whistle here lads let's carry him to the boat no no cried the midshipman i think i can walk i could hardly breathe well go steady then it's only about half a mile to the cove where did they mean to take you lad i don't know perhaps on board some ship to get me out of the way and he briefly explained his late position as they walked steadily on the men listening eagerly the while then you can take me right to the place mr raystoke said gurr archie hesitated i can point it out from the sea but it'll be all guesswork from the shore never mind we'll find it but you can't think about where they were taking you tonight i have no idea of course they blindfolded me so that i should not see the way out of the place i left nor the way into the other ah well come on and the skipper will talk to you he has been fine and mad about it and i most think he's turned a bit thinner eh dick ay that he have said the latter leastwise you might think so one day he's been all in a fret saying you've run away and that you'd be dismissed the service and it was what he quite expected and then so as not to put him out when you agreed with him he flew out at you and called you a fool and said he was sure the smugglers had murdered his officer or else tumbled him off the cliff archie was too weary with excitement to care to talk much and he tramped on with the men hardly able to realize the truth of his escape and half expecting to wake up in the darkness and find it all a dream but he was reminded that it was no dream from time to time by feeling a hand laid depreciatingly upon his bruised arm and starting round to see in the darkness that it was dirty dick who patted his injury gently and then uttered a satisfied ha pleased to see me back thought the midshipman but i wish he wouldn't pat me as if i were a dog hello exclaimed the master just then as they came opposite a depression in the cliff which gave them a view out to sea what's going on forward my lads smart the pace was increased for away in the darkness there hung out a bright signal which all knew meant recall and the midshipman's heart throbbed as he felt that before long he would be in a boat dancing over the waves and soon after treading the deck of the smart little cutter no he said to himself as after a hail a boat came out of the darkness its keel grating on the pebbly shore and he uttered a sigh of content on sinking back in the stern sheets it isn't a dream end of chapter thirty three